0: You are listening to episode 74 of the Hench and Dad podcast and in this episode we are going to do another throwback to my YouTube days where I discuss the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Boom Comics series issues three four and five. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hench and Dad podcast. I am Wes and I am the Hench and Dad bringing you another episode today and I'm I'm actually feeling like Pretty good about this one, so this is going to be another throwback episode to my YouTube days, which I've already discussed in the last couple of episodes, so I don't need to belabor it. But I'm going to be discussing issues three, four, and five of the Boom Studio Comics Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series, Extravaganza, Electric Boogaloo, you know that that whole thing. You know, I got to have my my big old intro here. Now, just just thinking back on this, you know, I'm not going to say it's like, oh, I feel bad, I feel bad. Well. I don't really feel bad right now because I listened back to some of those little review snippets I did for those issues. And I got to say, like, I'm feeling pretty okay with myself. I was like, hey, I actually came up with some interesting things to say. I actually made myself laugh at some point, which is really hard to do because I don't think I'm that funny. So that's kind of just how it's going to be. So, you know, it's actually been a really good thing for me to put these out right now because I'm going through a bit of a creative spell and trying to, you know, do all this. Yeah, school stuff at home and everything, I'm not gonna, you know, bore you with all the details, but it, it it's kind of rough right now with all of that stuff, and I, I have to exude a lot of creativity in my day job and really trying to figure things out and how to best reach my students, but that leaves me very little time for creativity here, which, you know, it's it, it, to be expected, I suppose, especially since I don't really have, like, a work space other than my little tiny office, and, you know, that that's kind of hard to do, <laughs> so... Anyway, th- this is going to just be something I continue this week and then next week, and then really I-, I feel like I should actually be back with some regular normal episodes, especially since school's gonna be ending soon, and that's going to be helpful for me to you know actually have some creativity. But thank you for you know staying with me with this experiment of mine. I, I wasn't sure how it was going to work, but I think it actually turned out fairly okay i think it turned out fairly okay because this is content that a lot of you have never listened to and i think that's just kind of fun to just share something with you that i've had on the back burner for a while but i haven't really focused on in quite some time so anyway this week is finishing up my uh, boom studio comic series with the mighty morphin power ranger issues i gotta get that right like the whole time just so i can like remember it (laughs) i don't know and then next week i'm actually going to be sharing with you two videos that are common writer Decade related. And I think those ones are going to be pretty fun as well. One is going to be a demonstration video and one's actually going to be discussing the first episode. So stay tuned for that. I'll have a lot more information on that next week. And then after that, who knows? Who knows where we were going to be the week after next. So thank you for paying attention. And now let's get on to the little reviews. Hello and welcome to another episode of my Boom Studios Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic book series review. I am Wes, the Average Trainer, and in this episode we're going to focus on issue number three. So it starts out with Goldar kind of just sitting around in the dark dimension. You can see some chains around his hands, and Squat and Babu are coming to bring him dinner, but he's not really all that interested unless Rita comes and, like, talks to him. It sounds like he's paying some kind of penance for you know, failing during the whole Green with Evil stuff, which we didn't get to see in comic form, obviously, but a really interesting idea that Goldar is so loyal that he's willing to basically self-flagellate himself as a way of, yeah, penance for failing Rita. So, interesting. Interesting look at Goldar there. Then it cuts over to Tommy waking up on his couch with his mother sitting nearby. Uh, She starts talking to Tommy about how he fainted in front of his friends, but then mentions that his friends are power rangers and that she knows that he's a power ranger too which you know admittedly shocks tommy a little bit until well his mom begins pulling her face off revealing rita which is just really all sorts of nightmare fuel honestly just to see like her pull the face off and it reveals rita's face and she tears off the skin and it's kind of kind of gross too a little bit gross but then you know tommy suddenly wakes up from this nightmare clearly a nightmare in the command center and with all the rangers sitting around him trying to see how he is and they get Tommy water and try to comfort him as best they can but Tommy's just like, what is going on here? Then it uh, shows Rita sitting on her throne talking about how Tommy's losing control of his mind so it seems that there's a connection there that she still has with the Green Ranger powers that allow her to speak to Tommy in some way. I mean, it was a little bit unclear if it was just a hallucination or if it was still Rita, so maybe it's some kind of, like, lingering after effects of her, you know, having had the Green Ranger coin for so much time. Quite possibly. Scorpina apologizes to Rita for failing in getting the uh, Green Ranger power coin, but Rita says, oh, no, no, that's exactly, that's totally fine, because, you know, they got everything that you need to charge the crystal, and then... Uh, they talk about how they need a dragon dagger, but not just the dragon dagger, but a dragon dagger, meaning that they are going to make their own copy of a dragon dagger. And then something really crazy happens. Two putties come in carrying, like, half the corpse, the top part of the corpse, the torso of another putty, and dump it on the ground in front of Rita, and then Finster comes in with some kind of molten metal-y thing and pours it right into the putty's chest cavity and causes a big old beam of light happening, and... Rita starts chanting a spell, and this episode is just weird in so many ways. (laughs) This episode, this issue is just weird in so many ways. Just kind of really creepy, but interesting. So anyway, uh, Tommy and Trini are in like a medical center in the command center area, and Trini is running some kind of MRI on Tommy and analyzing to see what's wrong, like why he keeps passing out having these hallucinations. And then... Well... Interestingly, Trini gets some kind of backstory here because she tries to have some casual conversation with Tommy because, you know, he's admittedly not, not all that great about being in this medical center and having an MRI and all that. So she talks about her father and, you know, who was a doctor coming from Taiwan and just interesting backstory on Trini that you've never seen. So I, I applaud them for adding some extra stuff in there. Um, suddenly, a thumping noise sounds and they head outside of the command center and then they see whoa it's the dragon zord and it basically crushes you know the area around them and just like totally destroys alpha 5 which again horrifying they morph and Tommy tries to take control over the dragon zord but it's not working so Trini calls the saber tiger zord and tries to take down the dragon sword on her own but ultimately fails. Tommy gets out the dagger and starts, you know, playing the song, but then the dragon sword lunges towards him and is right about to eat him when suddenly Tommy wakes up in the medical center again, which just demonstrates oh, it's another hallucination. What is going on with this kid? So that's yeah, that's problematic. But there's so many fake outs. So many fake outs and it's kind of Interesting to see, but it's also kind of like, oh, man, that was a cool moment. I kind of wanted to see what happened there. So anyway, it cuts over to a diner where Kimberly, Billy, Zach, and Jason are all talking about Tommy. Zach's really having problems with Tommy, like really having problems with him. And then he's just thoroughly decided that they shouldn't trust him. Kimberly thinks he's being a bit too harsh, but Jason's kind of, kind of on the fence. He's feeling a little bit unsure about the whole thing. Billy suddenly says that he fixed Tommy's communicator, which conveniently beeps and... Uh, it, Trini's contacting them to tell him that, oh no, something, I found something in his little scans. And when they get back to the command center, Trini explains that his energy readings are significantly skewed way more than their normal readings. It's like power energy exploding off his body and, you know, basically looking like he's on, like he's an electric man of some sort. Zach thinks that's Rita controlling him, but Kimberly defends him. But Tommy, however, decides to come clean about his Rita hallucinations. Well, I guess... Going back to what I said before, they're not scanning him because of the hallucinations, but because he keep, because he passed out. A little bit of an addendum there to what I said before. Uh, but anyway, before, Jason starts getting really annoyed by this when Tommy comes clean about the hallucination. And he's like, "Dude, what the heck, man?" And then you know, Zach's clearly not having it either. But then the alarm sounds, which says that, like, "Oh hey, the Dragon Zord is under Scorpion's control." And she's moving towards a cruise liner in order to destroy it. And it ends on this really cool shot of the dragon Dragonzord underwater, kind of with a little ripply effect around it, looking at the cruise liner. And you can tell some, some bad stuff's about to happen. So overall, like I said, there's some good fakeouts in this issue. It's kind of annoying at times when all these cool moments are complete fakeouts, But it's probably good. That means we're invested in it. And Tommy's really not sure what's real and what's not. But it does make some cool moments. Like, and the death of Alpha This is like, whoa, that's that's kind of jarring. I'm really not sure about the idea of them creating a fake dragon dagger to control their dragon sword. Because I, I just don't see how they can hijack the connection to the morphing grid that easily just by creating something. And if so, like, why didn't she just create, like, 20 power coins of her own? I don't know. But regardless, it does make it more difficult for the team when they do not have their primo dragon sword available. And can't even really... They couldn't even combat it when he was under this evil spell, so having Scorpina in charge of it, that's going to be problematic. So yeah, that's issue number three. Join me next time for issue number four, and until next time, stay average. Goodbye. Hello and welcome to my ongoing review series of the Boom Studios Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic book. My name is Wes, the Average Trainer, and this episode covers issue number four. So right off the bat you see Scorpina continuing her assault on the cruise liner with the Dragonzord coming straight out of the water and basically just destroying and capsizing the cruise liner. Thankfully, it looks like everybody got off on raft, so that's good. And then back at the command center, they talk about how they can't take control of the Dragonzord back. Jason decides that they need to go and confront it themselves so they morph and leave without Tommy. Jason's very adamant that Tommy stays back and does not get involved because who knows what's going to happen. They summon their zords and confront the dragon zords, which is busy d- destroying the city. And I really like how it's a cool shot of all five zords together, you know, not like all as a megazord, but five zords together, utilizing, you know, the triceratops zord to wrap a chain around the dragon zord and try to drag it back into the water, which is a cool idea. Uh, But because of this, Rita orders Finster to finish the monsters that he's working on so she could send them over to help the Dragonzord out. And these turn out to be giant shark monsters, which is really cool, and the teeth are really frightening on them. I found them to be an an interesting interesting design. Is there only one? There might only be one. I think there's only one in this issue, actually. I might have been mistaken. Nope, there's several. There are several shark monsters. And they are cool, and they begin to fight, and they interrupt the Rangers so that the Dragons are can go back to the city and continue the destruction, all for the purpose of, of course, charging the crystal that Rita's been working on for the last couple issues. And so anyway, Tommy is watching from the command center and still being antagonized by the Rita hallucination, and he's just getting so fed up with it, and he finally overcomes this by realizing that it's his self-doubt that's basically giving her the power that she has over them. and due to this realization, she eventually vanishes. Tommy then goes to Zordon and says that the hallucinations are under his control now and that he has to go down. Zordon is, like, seriously protesting. He's like, dude, this is direct defiance to what Jason said. But Tommy's like, whatever, I don't care. It's morphin' time. And he morphs, and he teleports straight down to the Dragon Dragonzord and tries to take control of it with the Dragon Dagger. But Scorpina smacks him off. And as Tommy's falling, he's caught by Kimberly. So thankfully, they weren't, you know, all part of the Megazord. Uh, Kimberly grabs him, and Jason's kind of like, Seriously? Seriously? And Tommy's like, yeah, whatever. I have a plan. And so Kimberly brings him way high up to the Dragon Dragonzord, and Tommy punches his way right through the front of the Dragon Dragonzord cockpit where Scorpina's sitting. And in doing so, the other rangers form the Megazord, and Tommy is able to destroy the fake Dragon Dagger, as well as capture Scorpina, which is awesome. And while... He's doing that, the Megazord takes out the rest of the Sharks. Great little fight, it only lasts a couple couple pages, but... It's a nice little fight, and you basically have giant sh- street sharks. Which, I hear, was a bit of an inspiration for that, so... That's cool. That's cool. And then at the command centers, Jason's getting all upset that Tommy disobeyed his orders. And they start getting into an argument, and... Things get heated again, of course. And then Zack intervenes, which is like, dude, just, just mind your own business, man. And they keep arguing and keep arguing, and as they're arguing, the crystal starts to, like, have an electric charge going on that is watching with much delight. And then eventually it flashes huge bolts of lightning up to the top of the command center, and they realize, uh-oh, something's happening. So they get their helmets back on just in the time before the entire crystal explodes, taking out half of the command center with it which really reminds me of the the bomb that was planted in the command center at the very, very end of the original three seasons of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, right when they're transitioning to Zio, where the entire command center is destroyed. And It really does feel like that, so I guess that means it's not the first time the command center was destroyed. So anyway, they wake up in the rubble. You can see a couple of the rangers looking up, and they see a giant, giant huge shadow of some kind of monster some kind of robotic monster and then the monster does something somewhat unprecedented unprecedented it shrinks down to their size and confronts the rangers it says hello power rangers blah 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 blah. who wants to go first so he's ready for a battle clearly and that's actually the end of the issue so overall that was a great way to end that issue and the first trade paperback, actually, because that leaves off on a super cool cliffhanger, and you're like, who is this mysterious robotic monster creature thing? You know, all the hallucinations are over with Tommy, so that's good that we're finally done with that, since you saw that since issue zero, and the end of the crystal, which also appeared in issue zero, so kind of is a great place to end it on, especially since the trade paperback ended here, and issue five is actually not part of the main ongoing story that's right now. It's a bit of a flashback, so... That's cool. And then this new monster is just gruesome and frightening, and honestly reminds me of something from Avangelion, So that's cool. The command center, again, destroyed. Uh, That makes you wonder what happened to Zordon and Alpha. This is definitely not a hallucination, so something must have happened to them. So good way to end this issue. And yeah, that's issue number four. Tune in next time when I talk about issue five and the slight deviation we're taking from the main story. And until next time, stay average. Goodbye. Hello and welcome to my ongoing reviews of the Boom Studios Power Rangers comic book. And in today's episode, I am talking about issue number five, which is actually a side story, so to speak, taking place right before the Green Ranger saga, about a month before so. And it opens up on the Italian Prime Minister talking about how they are not going to, you know fall for Rita's demands, and they are not going to give in to her, basically, um, she's a terrorist, blah, 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 we are not going to bow down to her. And Rita finds this to be a little bit annoying, so she sends down a giant Vitruvian man monster, armed with, you know, a crossbow and swords and stuff, and I'm just like, dude, that is awesome. The great benefit of, you know, seeing this in comic book form is that there is just no end to the amount of creativity you can put into this. This is not a monster we saw in the original series, but who cares? It's really cool. So anyway, they're all fighting the Vitruvian Man monster with the Megazord and everything, and he's quoting uh, what are they? Uh, Leonardo da Vinci quotes. Yes, he's quoting Leonardo da Vinci. So none of his quotes really make sense in the context of the you know comic book, but it ends up being that Jason has to leave the cockpit of the Megazord and ask Zack to you know cover for him, basically and Jason takes a sword and plunges it into the heart of the Vitruvian Man in order to go and rescue civilians, but the Vitruvian Man is just about ready to deliver the final blow when, boom, out of nowhere, the Megazord slices him in half with Zack at the helm. So really, it was Zack's, you know, awesome controlling of the Megazord that was able to finally beat the Vitruvian Man. But, the Red Ranger being the one outside of the cockpit, when this whole thing went down, gets all the credit, which causes Zack to be a little bit jealous, just a little bit. And Rita sees this She's like, hmm, hmm, interesting, need to capitalize on this. And so what she does is she sends putties down later on, when Zack's kind of sulking on the streets, to go and knock him out and abduct him and bring her back to her palace. And he's really confused by this whole thing and he's about ready to try to fight her when she breaks his shackles and tells him, Oh, you still have your power coin and Morpher. I just have a deal to make you. And what she does is she leads him through her palace and talks about how she's really misunderstood and that Zordon's really really kind of the, the dictator, the bad guy in this whole story and how she's only reacting to what Zordon did before, which is kind of offering a bit of a compelling case for Rita's side of the story. We don't really know what Rita's backstory is other than they fought. To get, her and Zordon fought together and or fought against each other, I should say, maybe together, who knows? We don't really know that, so hopefully we'll get some backstory on her, at least in this Boom Studios comic book universe. And she's offering Zack the chance to become her Green Ranger, which is a really cool idea. Again, her goals are, she says her goals are misunderstood, and that Zack, being the Green Ranger, can really make a difference in the world. And she thinks that he would make a great leader in a better world. And Zach sees all this happening in the crystal ball, and he's just like, huh, interesting. And it almost looks like he's about to accept her offer real quick when Goldar is about ready to hand him the Green Ranger power coin. But he punches Goldar and tries to take both of the power, or take the dragon's, the Green Ranger power coin back, but is unsuccessful in that. And so Goldar is right about ready to crush him in his arms, and Zach teleports away. So now he has knowledge that Rita has the ability to make another Ranger. And he brings that back to Zordon and talks to him about it. Zordon asks him to keep it quiet for a little bit, since they're not really sure what Reed is capable of and kind of want to, you know, just keep an eye on things. So he asks him not to tell the other Rangers about it and commends him for his bravery and all that he's been doing. And then Zack comes out and he's just like, huh, well actually I was kind of tempted by this offer, offer, basically. And he's actually coming clean with Zordon. He wants to do more for the world and he just feels like he's kind of downplayed as a member of the team. And Zordon understands this and just tries to, you know, help Zack as much as he can. And so what Zack does is he ends up meeting his friends at the diner where they're all hanging out and Jason's just like, Dude, I would never have been able to do any of this without your help today. I would have died for sure. So thank you so much for your help. And, you know, the Rangers, they're nothing without you. And Zack feels better by this, which makes sense. Yeah, He's feeling like he's more accepted part of the team, which... You have to imagine that Billy's probably going through something similar at this point, since he's already expressed his doubts to Trini before, but I digress. Anyway, it cuts back to Rita at the end, and she's watching Tommy and her crystal ball and talking about how she needs someone who's an outsider and not already a part of the Rangers in order to, you know, fulfill her plans for the Green Ranger, when all of a sudden you hear a voice that tells Rita, hey, uh, this guy, he's going to desert you, he'll join them, you'll see that I'm right someday, and when you see that I'm right, then we can talk. And Rita's definitely confused and a bit angry by this, that she has no idea who this voice is, but that's where the comic ends. So overall, I I think this is a really cool little issue. It's a side story, so it's not really continuing on a lot from what we've seen for the last several issues. But, yeah, setting in Italy, which is, you know, I think that's a great move, because it really shows the worldwide nature of Rita's threat. She did threaten the world, but you don't really see what happens in the rest of the world, so I like that. Giant Vitruvian man, obviously, sheer genius, quoting Da Vinci, just just hilarious, and I don't know, it would have been interesting to see this plot in the original TV show, because unfortunately Zack doesn't get much development in his time on the show, and it would be interesting to see how the TV version would have reacted to this kind of offer. But alas, it didn't happen, and at least in this we can kind of see what could have been. So that's it for issue number five, Thank you for watching. Join me next time for issue number six. And until next time, stay average. Goodbye. Complete. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hench and Dad podcast. If you have any questions or comments for me, you can reach me at Twitter at Hench Dad. That's H-E-N-S-H-I-N-D-A-D. Or you can send me an email at dad at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed what you heard, please, please, please go ahead, rate, review, subscribe, whatever it is that you want to do to show your support for this program. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And until next time... Cast off.